Welcome to the Learning Exchange, where L&D and HR professionals can dig deep into the ever-changing landscape of online learning and talent development. Each episode, we'll explore innovations in learning and discuss best practices with special guests from inside and outside the learning world. L&D is evolving, and the Learning Exchange is here to help you keep pace. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Learning Exchange. On this episode, let's talk about getting back to basics. I recently had the pleasure of being able to attend two different in-person events. And as I've gone through this, and they were somewhat back-to-back, I've picked up a few tidbits that I thought I would share, just some observations in case you happen to be uh, curious about what that experience looks like, what might be changing, uh, and what to expect if you have not yet been able to uh, to make that journey to an in-person event. Um, overall, I think the long and short of it is there are a lot of things that that I found myself and I really observed others having to go through the process of relearning. Most of this is just in regard to our social interactions. Uh, for the last 18 months or so, many of us have not really ventured out um, other than maybe to a grocery store. Um, perhaps you have returned to the office already. And in that, you may have found some of these things that I'm going to talk about. But I'd be willing to bet that it it didn't quite hit you as strongly as if you go to an in-person event or attend an in-person training. First thing that I really noticed is the body language and the overall behavior that we exude when we are talking with someone face-to-face is very different than when we do it through Zoom or other virtual means. Um, Now, you're probably going, well, duh. Uh, But I think it's worth saying out loud because I found that uh, for myself as well as for others that I talked to, uh, what we were going through is this moment of awareness in some form or fashion as we're having a conversation we have that moment where we go oh wait i actually exist outside of this framed area that contains my face and maybe my shoulders like my whole body is here which means i need to be using those things when i talk Uh, i am a hand talker i'm a very animated talker and what i've found is that for years as a virtual trainer, I have been able to to keep that as part of my interaction. But from time to time, um, when I when I'm doing nothing but to the virtual presentations, I find that I don't go as big as I would if I were in person. So uh, there was some of that learning to just really bring that back together um, and join my physical presence with whatever my my speaking presence might be. Now, I did have the opportunity to present while I was at this uh, most recent event, and it was a very different experience as a presenter or a facilitator. The the learning experience is very, very different in a physically distanced space, and I found that uh, driving learner engagement was a little bit difficult. Uh, Getting people to feel comfortable engaging all the way was a little bit difficult, And I had some fun conversations with uh, those who attended my session after it was over to just understand more about what was going through their heads. And 
what I found was a lot of, of what I expected. And the way the room is constructed when we are thinking about a physically distanced um, in-person space, we need all things to be about six feet away from each other, which includes every chair in the audience. So the, the room that I presented in, I think um, normally would hold about 300 to 400 people if it were all completely packed in with, uh, with seating the way that we're normally used to. Uh, but because the seats were isolated six feet apart on both sides, left and right, and both sides front and back meant that every person effectively felt like they were on a stage all by themselves. And uh, not all training professionals are comfortable being on stage. Not all are comfortable being in front of a room. And so it created this really weird vibe where people wanted to engage I got a lot of hand raising and I found that that was an effective way to pull the audience, but then to push and, and get them to speak more or go into more detail about why they raised their hand wasn't quite as easy. It took us a while to get people warmed up to the idea and uh, to sort of reestablish this group norm that we tend to see in an in-person classroom. Usually we're all able to sit at a table or we're able to sit within a couple of feet of one another. And so there's just this natural connection because we are physically close to one another. But when we are six feet apart in all directions and the visual um, impact that it has when you look and see chairs that are six feet away from each other, it just makes you feel very alone. And it was really, really interesting dynamic. Uh, I think learners are also having a really difficult time shifting from how we learn virtually to how we learn in person. Now, I'm not sure how many of you have observed this, but when we are virtual, a lot of times people may or may not have their cameras on. And if they don't have their cameras on, there's a good chance that they are multitasking and not giving 100% focus to whatever it is they're observing in that virtual session. Um, you may or may not have been on a meeting where you've seen someone look down, maybe looking at their phone or looking at, uh, different direction at a different monitor. So we compete for that time and that headspace when we're virtual, but guess what? When we're in person, uh, those behaviors are not as easy to mask. And it used to be that people were not comfortable with multitasking in an in-person training session. Uh, times have changed. And so you have to set some very clear rules and expectations. We are here to learn. We are here to focus on this topic. If you should need to break focus from that topic, please step outside the room so that you don't cause a distraction. Some of these, these, these disclaimers that I, I thought I was done with having to bring to, uh, to a presentation or a training session uh, do need to be revisited. And I think I also observed some really interesting dynamics as everybody was trying to figure out how do we interact with one another? Again, I, I might've gone to the grocery store, I may or may not have gone into my office. And in both of those cases, your interactions are somewhat limited. Um, in office environments, a lot of times what I'm hearing from, um, from people is that the office environments are reimagined with physical distanced barriers to prevent um, clustering and, and close uh, proximity to one another. So that kind of forces some natural separation. But when we get into this large uh, event where we're in person, we have to learn how to interact with one another, specifically how to, to read cues and how to get comfortable with asking questions. Uh, and what I mean by that is being comfortable enough to ask, 
Do you prefer a handshake? Do you prefer a fist bump? Do you prefer the elbow connect or maybe a hug? Uh, I saw some interesting and somewhat uncomfortable interactions when I was uh, observing this in-person event. And uh, some people were naturally more comfortable. I personally am a hugger and it's really hard to be in a room of people and not just go with my instinct to hug everyone. Um, but you do have to pause. You have to be sure to ask questions, make sure you understand who's comfortable with what and adapt. I also found myself uh, kind of one of those unexpected things. I know that when we're in groups together, it's really natural for us to look at each other's mouths in order to really make sure we can hear what you're saying. And, and if we can't hear it clearly, we can at least read your lips and put some context together. Um, I know it's particularly challenging for a lot of us to, to hear conversations when we're in large groups and there's a lot of different things happening at one time. And so one of the ways that we close that gap is we naturally just look at someone's mouth. Uh, when there is a mask involved, we can't look at someone's mouth. Uh, we can try, <laughs> but you're not going to see it. And so I found that there's a lot of need to ask people to repeat themselves. There's a lot of need to get creative with your positioning to allow the masks to still be in place while having conversation. In some cases, a pulling the mask out to just allow a little bit more room to breathe or pulling the mask down, but turning your face away from the person you're talking to so you can project a little bit more. Um, all of these things were kind of interesting in and of themselves, but then to watch it in context of being a learner or being at a professional networking event or activity really makes you think a lot more in depth about the impacts that these things might have, uh, particularly on our interactions and our ability to learn. Um, I think overall, um, I also noticed that people were very comfortable staying in the groups that they came with or in the groups that they might work directly with, but um, not really merging groups. So there looked like there were a lot of miniature cohorts that were forming that kind of stayed intact throughout the entire event. Um, we might have some context, uh, some communication with people in a session that we might have sat in or um, as an exhibitor, people coming by the booth, you, you meet people and form relationships very quickly. But generally speaking, we saw that kind of the cohorts of people that were there together with their coworkers really staying together um, more for comfort and for helping to, I think, feel that sense of, of group and connectivity without the, the fear of safety. Um, I did notice probably more so at this event than in the general public a very big display of empathy and hospitality everywhere I looked. I know that um, it can be somewhat unpredictable to go to the grocery store, to get on an airplane, to go through an airport. There's a lot of very uh, diverse perspectives and opinions about our current state, current environment. And so, right, you've seen news stories about a plane that had to turn around because there was an unruly passenger or some um, altercation that took place out in a public setting because of different opinions. What I noticed at this event is that everybody was there with the same intent. And that intent was to learn, to connect, and to be in, uh, in an environment where we could get back to this sort of in-person collaboration and best practice sharing. And 
as a result, I think uh, there were a lot of different personalities, a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different opinions that existed within the population. But for the duration of the event, every person had full hospitality and empathy on display. Everyone was really cautious. Everyone was willing to help and volunteer information. Maybe they'd been to an event before and already gone through this sort of reintroduction into society, as it were. Um, so they learned some things that were helpful and a lot of sharing, a lot of helping, and just a lot of compassion. Um, there were also, uh, in the last couple of days before the event, there was a huge shift. Uh, company policies were changing that caused a lot of employees to not be able to travel. And so we saw people shifting from an in-person to a virtual attendance. Um, and, you know, there's, there is uh, a lot of learning that goes along with that. I think right, I found myself as a, as a facilitator, as a learning professional, trying to think about how that impacts my ability to deliver training. Um, I can no longer build for one audience, one delivery type. Um, I have to be thinking about what it takes to get my message out to all learners, regardless of whether they are in-person or virtual, whether it is a synchronous or asynchronous interaction that we are gearing up for. We sort of have to build for all of those things now. And um, can be can be difficult to to really master that art. And I think a lot of us are still working to figure that out. So at, at the end of the day, um, a few key points to remember as kind of a takeaway from this episode. Always embrace empathy and put it on display at all times. It can be a huge benefit to facilitating interactions and actually encouraging engagement with others as we start to, um, as we continue to see this uh, unfold as we start to return more and more to in-person activities. And if we should happen to have that change and cause us to go back to more virtual events for a period, we're going to have to learn how to adapt. And one of the ways that we can best do that together is through shared empathy. Um, I think it's really important to be prepared for awkwardness, like it's your first time out in public ever. Uh, Everybody is having to relearn the basics of those social interactions. And again, uh, small group at work, three or four people that I might work with that I interact with is very different than um, going to the grocery store or going out to go shopping. And that's very different from going to an in-person learning event or a larger scale public event. Uh, so just know, uh, be prepared for awkwardness. It's okay. We're all going to be in that same boat together. Remaining optimistic. Now, this is something that I take with me into every single situation in my life, and it has served me well. It's not always easy, but it does pay off. It can be very easy when we all get together for us to start to commiserate in our points of shared misery or shared frustration at the current situation. And that can turn very unproductive very quickly. And, and we don't even see it really with the intention of being unproductive. It's just, oh, yes, I, I am talking with someone who's in person and we can share in person and kind of feed off each other's energy in a different way than we do virtually. Uh, find a way to take that on-ramp back to optimism and really focus on celebrating 
where we are and how far we've come instead of the doom and gloom and uh, kind of frustration of where we've been. Uh, safety matters. So I think it's very clear. Um, everybody really respected the idea of personal safety at this big event. Um, I, I haven't seen that same expression of concern in the general public or general population. And so just know uh, when we are together in these in-person events, safety does matter. Make sure that you encourage everyone to be careful, to be cautious, and to respect the safety and well-being of everyone. Um, again, we, it's not something that we had to explicitly say at this event. There were signs posted that provided guidelines of how we should interact. But generally speaking, I think everyone was really on the watch out for everyone else. And I found that when we, we just made a statement that we're here to make sure that you feel comfortable as much as we feel comfortable, it sort of let the defenses come down and everybody really leaned into figuring it out together. And the last thing to take away is that all the things I've talked about today certainly have an impact to how we think about learning both today and as we go forward, whether we're talking about virtual or in-person. Um, the last 18 months have really reshaped how many of us think about learning and talent development. Uh, that change is going to continue to evolve. I think we're going to continue to be rethinking this uh, for years to come. And I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to see how the learning and development community bands together. The spirit of innovation and creativity allows us to really go to places that we never thought possible. So enjoy and uh, have a great day.